welcome to the Vans Mansfield Ministries Outreach Church, Faith Over Fear broadcast. We pray this presentation is a blessing to you as we grow together through studying and rightly dividing God's living word. Thank you for tuning in with us. And now, here's your host, Pastor Vance Mansfield. Thank you for tuning back into the podcast. I'm Pastor Vance Mansfield, and this is Faith Over Fear. We're going to continue our study talking about what we actually need to pray for. And today we're going to get into how Jesus prayed and what we should actually pray. And a lot of what we ask God to do for us is within the scope of our own power and our own dominion. Now, today I want to talk about what we actually need to pray for. And we're talking about a lot of the people that come to us asking us to pray for this, pray for that, pray for this, pray for that. And Sometimes it gets a little frustrating because we teach that you have power. We teach that you have been given all of this power to operate in. And yet the people that have sat under this teaching for a decade or longer are still begging God to do things. So I want to try to explain to you how you do not need to beg God to do things. You have that power to do it yourself because he's given you that power. Now, I'm going to turn over to Luke chapter 22, and I'm going to start in verse 31, and I want to read you a few scriptures here concerning what Jesus prayed. Now, I'm aware that when the disciples asked Jesus, how should we pray? He said, pray on this wise, our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now, you got to understand the kingdom has already come. We're not praying thy kingdom come. The kingdom is in us. We understand that. Now what do we pray? Luke chapter 22, verse 31. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. Now, for those of you that are unaware of sifting, it just means to riddle you of or to shake you like you would wheat in a threshing floor that he may sift you as wheat. In verse 32, Jesus said, But I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail you. I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail you. And when you are converted, strengthen your brethren. What does the word converted mean? It means to turn to, to the worship of the true God. The lexicon goes on to explain this, to cause to return, to bring back. Now, for those of you that have followed a lot of my preaching throughout the years, you understand that I have taught that before you were in the flesh, you were in God. You were contained in God from before the foundation of the world. You were in him. So to go back to that state of dwelling in him, I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail you. And when you are converted, 
strengthen your brethren. And now let me, I'm going to read on just for the sake of the people listening. Verse 33 said, and he said unto them, or unto him, excuse me, he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with you both into prison and to death. How many people have made the claim that I will go to the end of the earth to serve God? But the first little hiccup that shows up, they end up like Peter did here. And he said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster should not crow this day before you shall three times deny that you even know me. That's what Jesus said. The rooster shall not crow three times before you'll even deny or before you'll deny three times that you even know me. But did that mean that Peter didn't get saved? No, it did not. Peter came to his senses after that happened. But that's not what we're talking about. I want to go back to verse 32. I have prayed for you that your faith fail you not. And when you are converted, strengthen your brethren. I want to go over to John chapter 17. I'm going to show you another place that Jesus prayed something for his disciples. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of preface what his, his prayer here with what he said in John chapter 17, verse 14. He said, I have given them thy word. This is his prayer. I have given them thy word. Who's he talking to? He's saying, I have given them the word of God. And the world has hated them because they are not of the world. What is that word world? It means cos. It's the Greek word cosmos, and it means the orderly arrangement or the decoration. That is by implication, the world, the inhabitants, the adorning world, or the harmonious arrangement or constitution or order of government. Did you get that? Let me say it again. It's the harmonious arrangement or constitution and the order of government. That is what has hated them because they are not of that, even as I am not of that. That's Jesus saying. Verse 15, Jesus goes on to say, I pray not that thou should take them out of this world, out of the world. Now look at this. All these Christians right now are praying, God, come get us out of this mess. Fooey on you. God never, Jesus never prayed that. He said, I pray that you don't take them out of that, but that you should keep them from the evil. Look at it. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, out of the order of government, out of this arrangement, but rather that you should keep them from evil while they are in it. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through your truth. Your word is truth. Now, what, what is Jesus saying here? In John 14, 6, he said, I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. He said, no man cometh unto me, 
unless my father draw him. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. In John chapter 1, it was very explicit that he is the word. It said, and that word that was in the beginning was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth they are not of this world even as i am not of this world sanctify them through your truth which is jesus and through your word that your word is truth which was jesus made flesh and you have sent me into the world into that cosmos Even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself. What does that word sanctify mean? We've seen that a couple times. It means to make holy, to purify, to consecrate mentally. You see that? You can't be holy on the outside. You can only be holy on the inside. To make holy ceremonially, to purify, to consecrate mentally. For their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. Now he's talking to us. That they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they may also be one in us, that the world may believe, the cosmos may believe, that you have sent me. And the glory, look at this, which you have given me, I have given them that they may be one even as we are one. Do you see that? So what should we be actually praying for here? Number one, we should be praying that our faith does not fail. Not just our faith. But those in the faith, we should be praying for others that their faith does not fail them. Because just like Peter, I could speak this to you, that Satan has desired to sift you as wheat. He has desired to absolutely destroy you. And his purpose and set about a plan to rip you out of the truth. That's part of the parable. That's the parable of the sower. If you're not familiar with it, go read it. The parable of the sower. He is desired to destroy you. And Jesus said, I pray that your faith does not fail you. And I also pray that you do not take them out of this world. See, everyone here in the United States, all these Christian people here in the United States and these church people are worried about this election and all this government stuff that's going on. None of that stuff bothers me. I don't care who becomes president. It makes no difference to me. 
Everybody's worried. What's going to happen? God, the time's winding up. Listen, time is not winding up. Your time may be winding up, but time as a whole is not winding up because God is not subject to time, space, or matter. There is no time in eternity. Get You got to understand that. There is no time in eternity. So the whole idea that the world is coming to a cataclysmic end, get that out of your head. It's hogwash. It's baloney. It's a doctrine of devils and heresy. It's a wise tale. Why do you think they've been saying that for 2,000 years and nothing has changed? Hello. That, that's, that, that kind of crap produces atheists. Okay. Get that out of your head. Time isn't winding up. Your time may be winding up, but time as a whole isn't winding up. Everybody thinks time's coming to an end and God's going to get us out of here. And some uh, vacuum is just going to suck us up to the planet called heaven. I got news for you. That stuff is never going to happen. That's not even biblical. They can't support it biblically. They got to fudge scriptures to even try to come up with something close to that. That came out of the Jesuits. That whole, that whole idea that they preached there came out of the Jesuits, out of Catholicism. It didn't come out of the Bible. And the whole purpose of it was to take the heat off the Catholic Church after Martin Luther just about took it down. All right. Jesus said, I pray that you don't take them out of this world. I pray that you don't get them out of the cosmos. I pray that they stay here. But while they stay here, I pray that you keep them from evil. See, so the whole idea that everybody wants every, this all to just vanish and disappear, uh, that's just nonsense. That's, that's a violation of the scriptures. See, the scriptures is, I pray that you don't leave. I pray that you keep them from evil, which by definition, it's the Greek word uh, paneros, uh, and it means hurtful or evil in effect or influence, thus differing from uh, kakos, which is by definition uh, worthless. This definition refers to uh, the essential character as well as from the word sapros, which means rotten or worthlessness or worthless or bad or corrupt uh, or putrefied. See, this, and it goes on. Let me actually, let me continue to go on with it here because this, this is really interesting. Uh, it indicates uh, degeneracy from original virtue. Calamitous, ill, diseased. That's one of the definitions of evil, diseased. What's everybody dealing with now? They're acting like they're diseased. It's evil, but especially morally culpable or derelict, vicious, mischief, malice, guilt. The devil, sinner, bad, evil, grievous, harm, lewd, malicious, wicked. You see where it's going? It just goes on and on. That's what he said. I pray that you keep them from that. All these people are worried about this coronavirus, this COVID-19. Nothing by any means shall harm me. Say that right now, wherever you're at, say that. Nothing by any means shall harm me. 
Nothing by any means shall harm me. Nothing by any means shall harm me. I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying here. I'm staying right here in this arrangement of government. I'm staying right here in this arrangement of the cosmos. And evil shall not touch me because Jesus prayed that it would not, that God will keep me from evil. I will not be ill. I will not be diseased. Say this. Say it in your own in your own voice right now. Let your own mind hear you say it. This is part of you not asking for prayer. This is part of your confession shall become you. I will not be ill. I will not be sick. I will not be diseased. I will not be defeated. I will not be hurtful. Say this. I will not be a sinner. I am no longer a sinner. I have been saved. I will not be bad. I will not be lewd. I will not be malicious. And I will not have these things working against me. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them which also shall believe on me. That applies to you. That you shall be one in him. You don't have to beg God. You don't have to plead with God. All you have to do is produce God. You get to the place where what you speak, you believe that what you speak comes to pass. And guess what? It comes to pass. You have whatsoever you say. That is the scriptures. Whatever you speak, you will have. Doubt not in your heart, and it will come to pass. There, there is no question as to what God can do through you if you would just allow him. How do you allow him? People ask me all the time, how do I allow God? Faith. You have to have faith. And this isn't a mind over matter. This isn't stuff like that. This goes way beyond that. They wish they had this. This is faith. This is the producing of God. And hopefully this has stirred up some questions for you. And hopefully you'll write your questions in. I've tried to make it very easy for you to do that. You can go to the website, vmmchurch.com. Right there on the homepage. Scroll down till you see the little purple box and it'll say if you have a Bible question you can click on that and it'll take you to the contact us section where you can write an email to me I will personally read the email subject the email question write your question and please provide the verse that you're working out of if you have one please provide it so that I know uh, you know what what the context of what you're asking If you don't have one, that's okay. But if you do, please provide that verse. I want to hear from you. And I also want to give a big shout out to Los Angeles, California. You have been our number one producing podcast location for the podcast for a week. Uh, Actually, a little over a week now, I think. You have been the number one producing city in the United States of America for this podcast. And I want to thank you for that from the bottom of my heart. I really appreciate it. I was just in your city not too long ago. Uh, I was downtown LA. Uh, We were in Hollywood and Beverly Hills. And then we went on down to San Diego. Uh, So thank you so much for that. Uh, Maybe one day we'll get to do an actual church meeting there or a, a 
a live podcast there. We'll we'll rent some space or something and you guys can come out and I can meet you and you can meet me and that'd be pretty awesome. I think I want to hear from you. And uh, if you continue to be the number one producing city in the United States for our podcast, uh, I am going to do a giveaway, but I have to know who you are first. So if you're, if you're from wherever you're from listening, go to the website and sign up on the uh, mailing list there. It's right there on the homepage. Uh, It says subscribe to our email list or something like that. You can fill out for that. Let me know who you are and where you're, where you're coming from. Because when we run these contests and, and things, I want you, if we do a giveaway, I want you to be able to get in on it. I want you to be a part of it. I don't want anyone left out. So I pray that this was a blessing to you. And until the next time, may God continually bless you abundantly. Thank you for tuning in to this broadcast. We pray it has been a blessing to you all. Do not forget to like us and follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to check out our podcast titled Faith Over Fear with Pastor Vance Mansfield on all of your favorite stations. If you are not a partner yet, and you would like to join this mighty move of God across the nations, go now to our website, PastorVanceMansfield.com to create a special partnership with the work of God's kingdom. And you can write to us making your checks payable to the Vance Mansfield Ministries Outreach Church, P.O. Box 8882, Fort Worth, Texas 76124. And remember, it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom.